Hey, and welcome to the Resound Church podcast. Whether it's your first or your 40th time tuning in, we're so glad you're here and we pray you get something powerful from this sermon. Good morning, church. How are we this morning? Awesome. Isn't it cool to hear from our youth? Oh, I wish I had that energy still. That's great. No, it's, it's so encouraging. And you know what? Our church is made up of multi-generations. There are so many different generations in our church. And I'm not sure if you're actually aware, but that is not a common thing in churches. Um, quite often churches, they not necessarily target a specific generation, but it just naturally attracts people in one generation. And when you walk into this door, one of the things that we really pride ourselves on is that we have multiple generations in this place. And so I love it because there are people that I can always look to that have gone ahead of me, done things that I'm entering in. And you know what? I hope that I'm someone that people may also look to and go, oh, Brit's in that next stage of life. I can watch what she's doing. It's an incredible privilege. So can I encourage you? On a Sunday morning, Mason spoke about how we are to, you know, we come together and we commune together and we get to have a time of just meeting with each other. Don't stick to just the people you know. Spread your wings a little bit. Talk to someone else in a different generation because I guarantee you'll walk out of this place knowing something new, learning something new and just, my apologies, um, oh, that really whatever. Um, It'll be an awesome thing for you guys to do. Well, you know what? I want to be completely honest with you this morning. This week, I found it incredibly challenged to think about what to talk on today. And I know that's probably a weird thing to say, but time and time again, I I set time aside to be with God. And I was like, God, what do you want to say to our church? What do you want to, what do you want people to walk out of this place um, taking from you? And I really struggled to uh, identify something. And then I got to this point where I was like, well, Holy Spirit, you just have to take over. This morning, I pray that the Holy Spirit takes over and that what you hear is not what Brit could come up with in her office or not what she could think of out of her own mind, but something that Christ is wanting to talk to you about specifically today. And the thing is, I might talk about a topic, but the great thing with God is that He touches you on your heart exactly where you need to be. And so this morning as you walk out, people might be like, oh, I got this from the message, or I got that from the message, or I got that from the message, excuse me. And it's all completely different things. And that is because God has this incredible power to know what you need, to see what you are crying out for and to speak to you in a particular way that only you are ready for. So can I encourage you this morning, open your heart, open your ears and allow God to speak to you exactly where you are at. 
You know, one of the things that I love doing um, during the warmer months is actually sitting out on my grass pulling out weeds. Is there anyone else that likes doing that? Okay, well, I've got three, four people with me. That's good. It is something I find incredibly satisfying, right? So you're sitting there and our lawn gets covered with the clover leaf, uh, the clover weed. So it's that creeper weed, right? So you pull a little bit out from this section and then all of a sudden there's bits here and bits here and bits here that you're pulling out with it. It's so sad. None of you look really thrilled by this. Awood's got my back. I find it so, like, and I'm not, I'm not exaggerating when I say I will sit for an hour or two doing it. My kids are playing, doing whatever, and I'm like, don't disrupt me. I'm, I'm, doing, my, I'm doing my weeding. I really love it. So Josh will get home from work and I'll be like, hey, come and weed with me. And he's like, I've been working all day. Why would I want to do that? So he'll... He'll come out, he sits with me, and um, he does it for a minute. I'm not kidding, one minute. And I look at him and I'm like, Josh, why do you not find this satisfying? Why do you not enjoy pulling out weeds? And he goes, I think it is so silly, it's a waste of time that you would be pulling out these weeds when I can just weed and feed the lawn. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I'm the minority today. That's okay. So I was like, well, yes, you're not wrong. Weeding feed is good. But also, it's not as satisfying. And so it it got me thinking, right? Weeding and feeding is very important, especially when your lawn is covered in weed, right? Like, Doing it by hand is going to take me forever to get all the weeds out. And by the time I've cleaned it, it's probably started again and all the weeds are there again. So I'm just going around in a cycle, right? So weeding and feeding is important. Weeding and feeding is something that you might do, I don't know, every six months, maybe once a year. If if that's what you do, I don't know. I haven't done it in a while, clearly. My lawn is very full of weeds, But it is something that you need to do because the thing with weeding and feeding is that when you put it on the grass, it sinks into the soil and it gets all the weed that you can't even see out, right? Or it kills it off. It gets rid of it. Whereas when I'm sitting there doing it with my hands, I don't fully dig into my lawn to pull it completely out. I just do what I can see. It's a little bit like our walk with Jesus, right? When we surrender to Jesus, when we recommit to Jesus, when we commit for the first time, it's as if he does this weed and feed over your life where he goes, all of that sin that you have within you, the stuff you're aware of, the stuff you're not aware of, I will remove, take away from you and make you whole. So weeding and feeding is so important because Christ cleanses us completely and wholly. But if I weed and feed and leave it for a year, see what my lawn looks like again, and I can guarantee it's probably full of weeds once more. You see, 
weeding and feeding or where Jesus washes you, oh, it's so important. But as Christ followers, we also have a responsibility to maintain our lawn. We also have a responsibility to keep our eyes on the grass, see the weed pop up, and as soon as we see it, we go out, we pull it out, and be done with it. You know, in Ephesians 4 verse 30, it says, And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 12 says, You say, I am allowed to do anything, excuse me, but not everything is good for you. And even though I am allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. Grace has saved us. But grace is not a get out of jail free card. Grace knows no bounds. Jesus, when he died for you, he died for all of you. But there becomes a responsibility as Christ followers for us to maintain our lawn, for us to see when things are not quite right within our lives, for us to see it, identify it and pull it out. You know, the coolest thing with weed and feed is that you put it on and it gets rid of every type of weed. Even the weeds that you think are grass, that happens to me, I assume it's grass, it's not, it's weed. But even that stuff that looks like good, healthy grass, the weed and feed removes that, it kills it off. And then the thing about hand weeding is that you begin to identify what is weed and what's not. If I only ever weed and feed, how do I truly know what all of the things in my life are that I need to work on? There's an element of weeding that's important because we understand, one, what is a weed, and two, where where that weed comes from. Sometimes we need to be aware of what is good and what is bad. I don't know about you, but in today's society... It's a little bit muddled. We hear that something's really good from the media, but then if we truly look at the word of Christ, we realize, oh, maybe that's not actually okay. So maintaining our life with Christ is so important. You know, uh, throughout Corinthians... Paul talks about Jesus, or he refers to Jesus a lot of the time as Lord. And the reason why he kept referencing Jesus as Lord was because the Corinthians were becoming divided in the early church. They began following their teachers rather than Jesus as their Lord. And so subtly, Paul's like, hey, remember Jesus, Lord? Remember Jesus, he's your Lord? And what does Lord mean? Lord means someone that you surrender to, someone that has authority over you. As we maintain our lawn, we have a responsibility 
to ensure that we are keeping Jesus Christ as our Lord. It says in 1 Corinthians 1 verse 13, Has Christ been divided into factions? Was I, Paul, crucified for you? Were any of you baptized in the name of Paul? Of course not. Paul was saying to the Corinthians, I didn't save you. None of the others teachers saved you. But remember Jesus Christ, he was the one that saved you. He was the one that came to earth. He lived a life of teaching. He lived a life of sacrifice and he dies on the cross and he rises again for you. He's Lord of your life, not me. He actually continues to go on and say, I'm actually glad I didn't baptize that many of you. Because he doesn't want the responsibility of someone following him over Jesus. He's like, my job, my message, like Wayne spoke about last week, we are the carriers of the message. And the message is that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Saviour, whom to we will surrender. That is our message. And so Paul's like, I'm trying to remind you of the message That Jesus Christ is your Lord, not me. No one else but Jesus. You know, I thought to myself, how can I keep myself accountable? How can I remind myself that Jesus truly is my Lord? And I don't know about you guys and how you do things, but for me, questioning is a great thing in my life. I ask myself questions and then I think over those questions and it can realign myself with where God wants me. And so this morning, I just want to say some of those questions. If you are a person that wants to write these down, then perhaps you can join me this year and ask yourself these questions. The first is, what do I do when I go against the grain? It's going to happen. So what do I do? How do I react the next? How do I stand firm in what I believe? Do I know who Jesus truly is? Is he truly Lord of my life? Do I know how to talk about Jesus? Do I live like Jesus? What does my life represent and what do I need to change? These are those weeding questions, those questions that will enable you to stand back, reflect on your life and pull out those things that should not be there. It is important to stop and reflect. You know, Last week, Wayne spoke from 1 Corinthians 16, verse 9. And that said, there is a wide open door for a great work here, although many oppose me. There is a work here right now that needs to be done. 
We are the carriers of the message. But if we are to do this work effectively, then I believe it says in 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13 to 14, it says, be on, be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong and do everything in love. Paul's saying, hey, there's work to be done for me. There's work to be done for you. But to do it effectively, here's a little bit of advice. Guard your heart. Be courageous, be strong and do everything in love. How do we guard our heart? I don't know about you, but I am somebody that possibly at time guards a little too much. And so it can take a while for me to allow people in because I've already got my wall up. But the thing with guarding our heart is that God actually tells us to use our wisdom, to use the discernment that he's given us and to use boundaries in order to guard our heart. And so it says in Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. Proverbs 4 verse 5, get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words or turn away from them. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. I can go on and on and on about how Jesus, about how God tells us that we ought to guard our heart because if we do not guard our heart before we know it, we are burnt out. Before we know it, we are taken out by the things of this world, perhaps people in this world that come to attack us. And so Christ urges us, use the wisdom and discernment that I have given you and guard your heart. Sometimes that looks like putting up a boundary. Putting up a boundary between you and maybe a thing. Maybe you and a person that you know, every time you're with them, they change the way that you, or you change the way that you think, you change the way that you do things. And so it is so important that we guard our heart. The next thing is to be courageous in who God has called you to be. You know, a lot of time people believe that courage and bravery, that they actually are interchangeable, but that's not true. According to the definitions, showing courage means that usually you do something even though you may feel a bit of fear, even though it makes you a little bit scared. Whereas bravery, that's like just doing something because, you know, you're ready, you've been practicing it, you're good. Yes, there may be an element of risk to it, but you're not afraid of that risk. You're just ready to do it. So there's this part of you where you need to be, you need to have courage. 
Courage when, when you are scared. Courage when you're afraid to step out. Courage when you're afraid to put up that boundary that's guarding your heart because you are fearful of the situation that it may get you in. Perhaps it's awkward with a friendship. Perhaps it's uncomfortable with a job. But it is so important for us to be courageous, knowing that God has called us to be something, someone that is destined to do great things. And so you need to make some changes in your life according to that. 2 Samuel 10 verse 12, be of good courage and let us be courageous for our people and for the cities of our God. And may the Lord do what seems good to him. Psalm 56, 3 verse 4, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? I'm going to ask the band to come back up. I'm so aware of time today that I don't want to take up too much of our time. The next point was to be strong. I don't know about you, but I've had moments in my life where people assume that just because I'm a Christian, that I'm some doormat you can walk over because everything is peace and love and I would never say anything to upset you. But the reality is that when you're a Christian, you get given this strength within you, a strength that stands up for what you believe in. A strength that fights for the right cause. A strength that goes, I am not putting up with that because that is not what God wants me to do. But the fourth and final point is that we have to do it in love. Something that we often get a little bit confused. We're called to be courageous and strong And sometimes if we look at it from a worldly perspective, being strong means you just tell people exactly how it is with no love, with no finesse. It's just straight down the line and you call people names because you have this authority because you know what's right. When in actual fact, Jesus spread this message of hope and love and he challenged people but he did it with love. Where are you going with all this, Brit? If we are a carrier of the message, the message comes first, that is the most important thing. But if you are going to carry that message, then there is a responsibility that sits on your shoulders to live a life that honours your Father. And so we have a responsibility to pluck out those weeds as they pop up to get rid of them because we want to glorify and honour God. And I don't know about you, but I don't want anything of me in the natural world to get in the way of sharing the Gospel of Jesus Christ. I want to be used by Him because He he is able to freely move within me. You see, as you continue to maintain your Lord, 
That grass becomes strong. It flourishes. It grows. It becomes so thick and luscious that a weed can hardly grow into it because you've done so well with the soil and the grass. There is a need for the weed and feed, but goodness me, there is just as much of a need for the hand weeding. I know it sounds silly, but it's true. As we accept Jesus into our life, we also accept a responsibility to continue following Him, to accepting Him as our Lord and Saviour, saying, God, You have full authority over me. Over every aspect of my life, God, I give to You. Will you stand with me? God, He is a faithful God. A God that will do anything for you. A God that so willingly gave us grace. A grace that washed over us, that cleansed us. And because of what He did for me and because of who He is in my life. I don't want to sit back and allow that weed to creep back in, but I want to do the work for Him. I want to maintain my life for Him so that I can spread that message as effectively as possible. Guard your heart. Have courage, be strong and do all that you do in love because that is how our message of Jesus will be spread effectively. Someone will be willing to accept a message from you when you show the love of Jesus as long as you are willing to do the work. we bow our heads and close our eyes this morning you know some of you um, some of you this morning may be thinking to yourself you know what I do need that weed and feed on my life maybe it's for the first time where you're accepting Jesus as your Lord or maybe it's for the 10th time where you say God I need to recommit my life to you It's gotten out of hand and I need to get it back on track. So Lord, would you wash over me completely and wholly again? And would you make me clean and pure in you? And so this morning, if you are someone that feels like that is something you need to do, can I encourage you? Pop your hand up and I would love to pray with you. We'd love to journey with you. Because our God is a faithful God. And no matter what you do or what you have done, nothing will separate us from the Father. Thank you. And the second group I want to talk to today are those people that recognize, yeah, 
I need to do some more maintenance. I need to keep on track of my life. I need to keep going and recommitting to Christ. I need to recognise and identify things in my life that I need to change so that I can be more and more like Christ. This morning, I want to encourage you. Tell Him. Share with Him. Have a conversation with Him. Ask those questions of yourself. Who is Jesus Christ to you? It is the most powerful question you could ask yourself because once you know yourself, you are able to tell others. But you need to know for yourself. God, we thank you that you are an incredible Father. A Father that gives us grace, that knows no bounds. But Lord, I also know and pray that as we continue on our journey of faith with you, Lord, I pray that you would highlight things that we need to pull out of our life, God. Things that we need to work on, Jesus. I pray that as we continue to work on these things, Lord, that we would just be completely in awe of who you are, Father. And and Lord, as we go about and do life, Lord, I pray that we would guard our heart, that we would be courageous, that we would be strong, Father, and that we would do all that we can in the love of You, Jesus. Lord, I pray that as we continue to be carriers of Your message, that we would be the best carrier that we can be, that we would hold Your message so preciously knowing that it is the most important job that we have got to do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Awesome. Thanks for listening through this message recorded live at Resound Church in Melbourne. You can find out more about who we are online, including service times and our live streams. Have a great week and we'll catch you next time.